Coming live from Menlo Park, California, USA is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Dimitri Richard Starson, and he is the founder and CEO of Pasio Incorporation, a machine learning company specializing in on-device machine learning and real-time user insights. More we'll learn from Dimitri itself. Welcome to the show, Dimitri. Thank you so much, Ajay. Great pleasure be, uh, to be with you and the, your, your audience. Looking forward to sharing some awesome stories today. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And as we have been telling, it's a joint presentation between Pasio and the KJ Masterclass Live. And we'll be talking about the future of AI-driven nutrition and fitness coaching. So straight first, I would like to, because we I'm first in India and so many people are there in India who have heard about artificial intelligence, about machine learning and several things associated with it. But there are many people who want to understand even the basics part of it. And who better than you to tell us before we talk about what AI can do, what exactly is AI? It is artificial intelligence, but how does it work? What do you do? Is it like Google search? Uh, because every time we are listening about artificial intelligence in copywriting, artificial intelligence in something else, and then you are talking about artificial in, in nutrition and then fitness coaching. So first, if they understand, they would be able to have some better image about artificial intelligence in mind and understand it better. Dr. Richard, Dr. Dimitri starts. Let's do this. Uh, yes. So um, it's interesting. The world today is so much impacted by AI that we, uh, at least here in, uh, in the Valley, in Silicon Valley, we're taking it completely for granted. And then you really need to get out of the out of the house and um, uh, look around and to understand that the world is not necessarily yet fully driven by uh, AI uh, as our lives are here. But uh, artificial intelligence is uh, a massive force in the world today. And um, uh, the work that we are dedicating here at Pasio uh, is uh, specifically focused on leveraging this tremendous power of artificial intelligence to make the world better, to enhance human lives, to make lives healthier. AI uh, in its uh, kind of simplest form to explain this, it is uh, uh, the next generation of uh, code when we think about um, what computers can do for us. Um, Historically, computers have been able to execute our commands, execute the code that programmers like uh, myself and my team write. And um, uh, it was basically, you tell the computer what to do and uh, you write code and it executes those commands. Uh, uh, it, it's been um, pretty linear in, in, this, in, the, uh, in nature. Right now, the situation is changing because uh, what we call artificial intelligence or neural networks are starting to do things that historically you could not code uh, in a way um, uh, in using the patterns that we used before uh, deep neural networks. Uh, 
for example, computers are starting to be able to see extremely well, uh, meaning that whenever you are showing pictures and real world cases, like what we will share with you guys today, you can point right now your camera at a plate with food, for example, and all of that food is recognized. This is a subset of AI called computer vision. We are on a daily basis, we're seeing computer vision in self-driving cars, for example. If you thought about this, uh, a few years ago, like you know, before 2014, like before last uh, decade, basically, uh, writing code to recognize patterns in computer vision without deep neural networks, without what, what we call artificial intelligence today, it was practically, it was extremely impractical, if not impossible. But uh, we developed this new framework of technology which uh, which is colloquially referred to artificial intelligence it's not a strict definition but it is kind of what uh, you ask what, what what are we thinking about it today and really what we are referring to ai today is deep neural networks and uh, uh, extreme deep neural networks that are able to do computer vision at a superhuman level so you show it any scenario like in the self-driving car or in our case we, we do computer vision in every other vertical. You can point your phone at a skin uh, condition and it will tell you, okay, this is the skin condition you're likely to be dealing with. Computer vision in self-driving cars, computer vision in robots, computer vision in food recognition, cooking robots, etc. So deep neural networks enable uh, that uh, uh, set of applications that was not practically possible without deep neural networks. And then it goes uh, uh, many step uh, steps into other dimensions as well. So it's not just computer vision. Now neural networks are able to be trained to recognize voice uh, and, inter and answer the voice. So this is a, a text to speech and um, and just general understanding of natural language, which was not practically possible without deep neural networks, without recurrent neural networks that are used today. And um, uh, the final component of this, that AI, when we, when we used to write code before uh, deep neural networks, if the computer did something wrong, we needed to write if else statements and uh, be very dogmatic about what should be done. It basically us writing instructions to the computer. Right now with deep neural networks, the situation is different. If something goes wrong, we show what is the correct answer and neural networks learns by adjusting weights. So instead of us telling the machines what the right answer is, we show the correct examples and, and, and allow machine learning to statistically learn what the right answer is across multiple domains from computer vision to, to natural language interaction to uh, modeling things into the future. Instead of being deterministic, it becomes essentially a learning experience where machines are learning from data and are able to do to make inferences based on what they've learned rather what uh, a programmer is uh, deterministically writing for them. Hopefully, it was kind of a long-winded um, explanation, but it, um, yeah, it painted. Yes, yes, color. yes. One, one small question to this is that where do these uh, machines learn from? Like, for example, in Google, when we type a query, 
Google. Uh, we understand that hundreds and thousands of computers are connected and this is the internet and then it finds the best uh, answer for you because so many people, uh, companies and individuals, they are all on the worldwide. And there are other so many directories and thousands of other things. But does artificial intelligence also, does it learning on the same things or is it a different sort of think that it derives all its knowledge from. Why I ask this is when we are talking about copywriting, I, I can tell you I have come across more than 50 of them who tell that they will write, do the copywriting for you. And they come to know about even your company, maybe about me, and they give you probable results which are by and large correct. Many a times they are not correct. Then that is where the human intervention is required. So they are already searching the internet. Is it just the only source uh, for uh, the artificial intelligence to learn or they are consulting some other books some uh, to learn more than what they be, uh, what is available on the internet? It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful question. And those are, uh, there are three examples let's, let's, let's quickly explore. So one of the examples you ask is Google search, which is the quintessential example. This is why Google today is the dominant force in AI is every, uh, the way they are engineered search is every time you uh, type a query, for example, it shows you the more likely result, the, the, the likely results. And if you click, for example, on link number three, rather than link, uh, clicking on link number one, or if you click on link number one, but then you immediately go back, what it does, it gives uh, the neural network that runs the search behind the scene, a trainable data. So it basically, uh, for example, um, uh, if you are uh, looking uh, for John Baker and uh, uh, you are in Texas, you will get different results uh, than you would get in Michigan, for example, because the neural network have learned over time to differentiate between, to take into account multiple inputs and learn uh, with every query, for example, if you showed a result for Michigan, when a person is in Texas, the neural network would learn and the person went back. This is a learnable experience. And Google is doing this better than any other company. They are introducing learning into every interaction with their user. So this is kind of a quintessential like, example of, of machine learning uh, is Google search. The second example you mentioned is um, uh, um, text generation and uh, natural language uh, AI systems like GPT-3. And it's a giant neural network. A neural network is basically, you can think about it, a set of nodes with, num with weights, uh, with uh, numerical weights that adjust themselves when you feed oh. them um, uh, trainable data. And so GPT-3 in this case um, was fed the nearly the entirety of the world's corpus of data. So, and the way it works is uh, they just let it roam, frankly, around the internet and learn from Wikipedia and from other publicly open sources. And once you uh, allow a machine to read it, it creates those patterns. It adjusts those weights of the neural networks in such a way that it's able to perform quite significant uh, tasks uh, 
um, that can be fine-tuned for a specific question and answer uh, session or for writing copy for you, for writing the Twitter post, for example, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you kind of teach one ginormous neural network like GPT-3, which takes well, hundreds, of, if not thousands of um, uh, days to train on the most powerful machines today. And then you, you can use that network to start creating copy or interacting with um, uh, people in, in their specific domains. And um, uh, this, uh, those, uh, those models, they do learn by reading the corp, uh, large uh, corp, corpi or corpuses of data uh, that are fed into them. And then again, you can also, obviously, when you're fine tuning, you can do the same thing as with Google search. You can basically learn from uh, users uh, uh, based on the specific interactions. But the difference is instead of retraining and adjusting weights of this giant neural network, GPT-3, you only adjust the weights of the last layer of the neural network. So you kind of have the general knowledge and then you've got domain specific knowledge where the neural networks adjust and learn and learn themselves. And then the last um, example I'll give is what we do here um, at Pasio. Uh, we train neural networks to recognize uh, and to do computer vision, specifically mobile computer vision. So you, you point your phone or eventually you will look through your smart glasses and it tells you, okay, this is, um, uh, let's say in the construction environments, it will tell you, okay, this is a living room and this living room is under construction and you've got concrete walls, paint these walls for me in augmented reality. So uh, computer vision, to train computer vision net networks, what we do, we collect tremendous amount of real world data and synthetic data. We generate data using things like Blender and Unity. Uh, well, we, 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 we've been partnering with Unity for a long time to generate synthetic data sets, but now we can also use uh, AI to generate synthetic data for us. So for example, models like DALI, MINI or Stable Diffusion, we are using those to generate synthetic data. And we've got a large team of people around the world who collect the data and tag this data. So for example, they would tag uh, uh, different foods on the plate and, and say, okay, this, the, these foods, whenever you point your phone, uh, th those foods should be recognized as such, as such, as such. And then when this uh, interaction is happening, when users are basically starting to log their food or uh, use different applications that we are powering to interact with their nutrition and healthcare, our, our neural networks learn in the similar way as um, Google's from interactions, from the user interactions to make sure that if, for example, you're trying to log your um, meal and uh, the recognition did not work. So for example, maybe you're tr tr trying to um, uh, log uh, chicken tikka masala and it's telling, it's telling you uh that, that this is something else right that maybe this is too uh you can correct it and it will learn it will add those images into the computer vision system and i'll i'll uh, I'm, i would be delighted to show examples uh as the as our discussion progresses right right in fact learning about uh, you know artificial intelligence a better way and from the better 
and a person who actually knows about these things is something wonderful. And now that I, at, at least I feel that I'm more educated about uh, artificial intelligence, I can now also understand exactly what AI is doing in terms of nutrition and fitness coaching that Pasho is actually trying to revolutionize this particular space. And we would want to understand that. In short, if you can tell us before showing this uh, slide exactly what uh, Pasio is all about and what is it doing in terms of nutrition and fitness coaching. Because then I will certainly want to know how a person who was into hardware certainly came into the software line and which led to, you know, uh, this particular revolution in artificial intelligence use. Awesome. Yeah, def de definitely. Uh, so we at Pasio, our mission is to elevate humanity with the power of AI. I believe that artificial intelligence today represents the largest lever society has to solve some of the most challenging and most important problems facing our humanity. AI is able to help us, for example, track nutrition, and, which has been a big gap in healthcare. We today are treating cancer and diabetes by giving people drugs without understanding what people are eating. And this is just not the right okay. way to go. Right. So I, this is, and this is one of many, many count, of, of the countless numbers of problems that artificial intelligence can solve. And my background, my technical background um, in physics, in um, hardware, and everything I've done so far positioned me well just to learn how to learn and how to uh, understand and build complex technical teams, advanced technical teams. And I knew th that uh, when we were starting Pasio, that this decade, the 2020s, uh, will be the decade when we leverage and harness the power of AI to solve challenges in healthcare, in fitness, in sustainability, in energy generation. And every aspect of our lives will be touched and redesigned. So you can think about this as a superhuman thinking about the problems facing humanity. And um, this has been our mission uh, to build systems, to build software that enables us, humanity, to leverage the power of AI to get ourselves out of the trouble and the mess that we created in sustainability and healthcare and other uh, uh, domains of human life and of human experience. And this is, this is what we are doing. This is, uh, we are on a mission to build the best and most efficient um, AI systems, AI technologies to solve real world human problems from uh, home remodel to healthcare, and then uh, giving our toolkits uh, to uh, people around the world so that they can build AIs that solve their problems. So we've got, we just launched our platform, which enables training of AIs that leverage Pasio's tools and people are building apps for inspection of tires you know, or for inspection of skincare conditions. And th there will be countless, countless applications uh, of where uh, humans can build uh, AI assisted uh, uh, systems to solve uh, real world problems. So that's, that became the nexus of, of, of Pasio. Our mission is to elevate humanity with the power of AI. And what we are building, we are building easy to deploy 
uh, AI modules that can be integrated into applications, enterprise applications, uh, to add domain-specific AIs. And we also have a platform that enables creation of those domain-specific AIs. Right. So it's, it's actually probably much easier to show it than to tell. To yes, absolutely, people. absolutely. I was, I was about to say that. Feel free, we would like to uh, listen to you as well as see what you are going to show to us. There was your yes. audience, one of the examples, and I'll talk through these examples. I'm not sure, are you, are you able to see my screen? Yes, I am, I can, yes. Wonderful. So let me mute uh, and just narrate the video. Uh, essentially, this is our nutrition AI technology, and we are, we've been privileged to power some of the most uh, exciting and uh, uh, large-scale applications. Uh, what you can see here is uh, yeah. we're pointing our phones at food, and those foods are immediately recognized. We're powering my fitness pal, for example, which is the largest fitness app uh, or one of the largest, most large, uh, important fitness apps on the planet. You can see here that a user points their phone at the food, uh, and all of those foods on the plate, they've been just recognized at the same time and logged at the same time. Let me try to, to get to the higher resolution here. Uh, so you swipe your phone over the plate with foods and your tray is populated with the foods, uh, with the foods that are recognized with their amounts. So bacon, scrambled eggs, and you can basically see the, the full list of foods that just uh, appeared in your tray. We recognize uh, over 1.5 million packaged foods through barcodes, UPC codes, and we also read what's on the packaged labels. But you can see this experience. Historically, if you wanted to track your nutrition, for example, you needed to write things down in a diary or type things. Or if you wanted in real time to understand what's the caloric density, is this food healthy for you? How many calories is in this food? It was very, very difficult. And right now, all you need to do is you point your phone at the food, it recognizes the food, it measures the amount of food for you, and it can tell you how many calories. Is this consistent with your diet? Is this consistent with doctor prescription, right? And also it enables you to learn about uh, your nutrition and, and to track your nutrition so that you later can share it with your doctor, with your provider, or with your fitness coach. So uh, what, what you can see happening here, it recognizes that this is a muffin, but it doesn't know exactly which type of muffin it is. So uh, a user can select a, a more specific kind of muffin. So in many cases, computer vision is still not able to do everything for us. Um, uh, and what we develop, we develop user interactions that combine, that merge basically a human with AI to allow for a good outcome. We recognize, so for example, here you will see that the recognition changes from coffee to eventually it will say coffee with milk here because basically it, it, it saw that you poured milk into the cup. And now it knows that this is coffee with milk and not just coffee. And um, obviously it offers you alternative options like maybe this is coffee with soy milk, right? So, uh, but this in a nutshell is the magic that we're here developing. It allows you to 
interact with food, interact with nutrition by leveraging AI. You point your phone and it tells you, okay, those are chocolate chip cookies. This is the number of calories, right? Um, and, um, um, uh, or you've got here the scenario where somebody is cooking their salad, they swipe their phone over this um, chopping board, and you can see that the entirety of the foods on this chopping board appeared in this, in this tray, from diced peppers to sliced red onions to celery, etc. And so what you can see is basically like magic. You swipe your phone now and it knows what the nutritional content is and um, uh, it knows the ingredients on, on the plate. So you can imagine a, a variety of applications from people learning about nutrition to people ordering food to people. Um, uh, eventually, uh, this can be combined with robotics to help us cook food. Uh, but essentially what Pasio, Pasio's SDK uh, enables in this particular case is um, computer vision, logging, and, and information, providing information about nutrition and food in real time, right? So imagine, for example, you are a dietitian or a coach and you tell your patients, okay, let's try to implement a keto diet or ketogenic diet for you or a low sodium diet, right? Historically, patients wouldn't know, okay, is this keto friendly? Is this, uh, does this food have low sodium? Is it consistent with what doctor prescribed? With our technology, you can point your phone uh, or eventually it will be all integrated into smart glasses, but right now it's, it's phones. You point your phone and it, it can tell you, okay, this is consistent with your diet or it's not consistent. And here is an alternative for what you can try. Right, right. This is wonderful technology. So earlier, or some people still, they used to take pictures and post it on social media. Now people will take pictures, but that will be for nutritional value of a particular stuff that they are about to eat. Exactly. And so it offers this completely unique uh, view, completely unique perspective into the, the, the field of nutrition and food. Uh, imagine now what, what, what opportunities it opens up. It opens up opportunities like when doctors can see patient meal logs, we're finally able to make correlations between nutrition and health outcomes or healthcare costs. We can start coaching people in real time using uh, on on-screen suggestions. Okay, maybe uh, reduce the size of the portion, or next time try this ingredient instead of that ingredient. Right? This interaction historically required presence of a doctor, and and this is why it's not been efficient. Uh, and also because tracking food has been complex. Uh, manual tracking has always been complex. People did not do this. With this type of technology, it's becoming easier and it's becoming more engaging. And so what we're able to do, we're starting to be able to collect this data, give it to doctors so that we uh, have those uh, the information that doctors need to improve the quality of your care, to help you uh, eat healthier and be healthier with your with your overall life. Right. And when are you actually, uh, when people can use it? Is it that after the show, they can 
go and download this particular app? Can they start uh, using it right away? And does it know about all the dishes in the world? Because there are different cultures, different food. How does it work out there? That's a, that's a, this is a great question. We are, uh, we are recognizing uh, thousands and thousands of foods, including a lot of Indian foods. And we are rapidly expanding our uh, data, data especially uh, of the Indian foods. Uh, we are available today. So what we provide to our clients and customers, we provide SDKs, which means basically we provide modules that are powering third-party applications. Uh, right now, the largest application that uses our computer vision technology is MyFitnessPal, which is available in India uh, for iOS and Android users. So you can definitely go ahead and download MyFitnessPal. You can download, uh, we are powering about um, a dozen applications, uh, including many that are available in, uh, in India, uh, but definitely worldwide. We've been privileged to power uh, Sydney, which is the Anthem's application. And um, we are partnering with quite a few of the world's leading fitness apps, including Simple Life, Vivante Health, and, and quite a few others where users and patients can try things out. If you would like to integrate our SDK into your application or learn more, the best way is you can just point your phone right now at the screen at this um, QR code, and it will take you to a scheduling page to connect with our team. And we will give you detailed examples uh, and talk to you about integrating our SDKs into your app or building an uh, app from scratch using our technology. And we're launching multiple applications. So for example, we've got uh, an application that uh, is coming out later this year, which enables users to uh, take uh, uh, to follow different meal plans. And we're constantly adding those applications. So the best way to, to choose which application is ideal for you is to follow us. We are constantly posting when we launch with new customers, when we launch new applications powered by Pasio. We share this uh, on Pasio.ai. And obviously, we're posting it across our social media channels. And uh, uh, if you are ready to start the integration, please connect with us. Um, uh, the, inter the information will be both shared in the different uh, channels where we are streaming this, and also uh, by scanning the, this uh, QR code, it takes you immediately to the scheduling link to connect with our team. Right, right, Dimitri. Now, uh, there will be obvious questions about uh, data privacy. How do you plan to address that? This is because, such a great question. Yeah. Yes, because uh, people will think, okay, from my phone from and your app, it goes to you. That's fine. It is understandable. But what you do with that data, if you integrate with medical professionals, then, then again, there, is, uh, there has to be consent required. This is such a big problem, a uh, big, big question which is need to be answered. And then I'm asking several questions at the same time so that you can answer them at leisure. Then there is a question of 
insurance companies. When they have my full data about my health, uh, my diet for the last several years, and when you go and ask for an insurance, they may deny your claim later on saying that you had a healthy diet, unhealthy way of living and you did not declare that. And because you were prone to diabetes and so many other things, you know how several insurance companies are and how it has been. So there can be claim rejections. So it, 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 it needs to be, you know, a lot of people would want to have that assurance about their data privacy before they understand it further. This, and this is such a wonderful question. Uh, and this is actually one of the questions what, what, that Pasio was born to address. So one of the interesting thing you said is that it is understood that whenever you are scanning your food, that the data goes to Pasio. And this is actually not the case. Okay. We as the company are focused on very specifically on mobile AI which basically means that the entirety of our neural networks or the majority of our neural networks run on user mobile phones. And the data, let's say you're pointing your phone at the plate with food, this data never flows to the cloud. The processing happens on the phone. And this is so instrumental for user privacy. This is exactly what Pasio was created to resolve and why healthcare companies trust us. Because the entirety of the uh, AI sits on the user phone and you can basically turn, take it, put it into the airplane mode and computer vision will still work. Okay. So what we enable, we enable this privacy. You don't want necessarily the AI to sit and be owned by, let's say, Google or Amazon, sit on Google servers so that they learn all of the information about you. You want to have your own AI that sits on your phone that you basically control. And this is what we enable. So this is a profoundly important question. And I think that the majority of AI companies today, they don't focus on this. And we do. This is what we enable. We enable fully private, personalized, and privacy-secure, privacy-protected AI uh, that runs on member phones. So the second question that you uh, so whenever you create your meal, uh, whenever you create your meal logs, uh, that information does not have to flow to providers. Okay. Now, the second question you ask, there is a different spin uh, on your health insurance questions. We work with health insurance companies. And um, yes, if you are tracking your nutrition and you are eating unhealthy, the, and uh, there is a way for your costs uh, to go up and for you to be denied insurance. This is a very similar situation as with cars, right? If you're dry, if uh, car insurances give you a tracking device uh, that you can install into your car. And if you drive uh, in a bad way, in an un unsafe way, your insurance costs go up. And this is your choice, whether you want to track nutrition or whether you want to install this device into your car. So if you don't, then insurance companies, they put you into an 
So there are a couple of scenarios. If you track your nutrition and you eat healthy, then you get the discount. If you don't track your nutrition, you just get an average rate because health insurance company don't know what, what, what to make of you, right? And if you obviously track your nutrition and you eat unhealthy, then they would pe penalize you. And uh, if you are eating unhealthy, then you have a choice not to track your nutrition and not to show them this data. Like for example, I'm not a very, I'm not a very good driver. And so initially I chose uh, actually not to share my driving data with my insurance company. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, I was just getting an average rate, but recently I switched my mindset from, okay, these guys are tracking me and penalizing me, increasing my costs to the system actually helps me be safer driver. And um, I'm, uh, I've been, uh, I've got my safety score for my car on my phone. And I actually now started to play this game where I'm trying to get to 99. So, so that, uh, because if you, if you improve your safety score at some point, I can qualify for self-driving basically uh, in my car. Uh, and it just makes me a safer driver. And you can think about this in the same way with um, nutrition, for example, if you choose to track your nutrition, and you eat unhealthy, yes, you know you will get pe penalized. But if you choose to eat healthy and use this technology, A, you will reduce your insurance cost, but B, you also become healthier. So it's a kind of a double-edged sword, you know? Uh, and, and the important part for us is that because the, the system sits on your phone, it's your decision. It's not your doctor's decision. It's not your insurance. Decision. It's your decision whether you want to do this and whether you want to, tr to, to track this data and share this data. That's the important part, in my opinion, is give this control to you, to the patient, to the person, and do not give this control to the insurance company. So uh, that's kind of, I think it's a, I'm glad you asked this question because I, I think that this is how the world is supposed to be. The control should be in the hands of the patients. And I believe that our approach to building AI actually gives this control to the patient. Right, right. The good part is that you have come out and explain things the way they you see it. And it's up to people who want to see a particular thing as a as a hindrance or something which can be beneficial as you shared in terms of driving so that is fine till uh, as long as you are giving that information then that is transparency and that is welcome that's the reason i asked you that question that's a great i love i love answering this question because uh, frankly i think if you had many many ceos uh, of ai companies today they will try to justify the reasons why the data needs to flow to the cloud. And our approach is no, let's not do this. Let's make sure that the, the data is private from day one. And that's uh, uh, this is one of the reasons we started Pasio is because I believe AI should be personalized and the data should be controlled by, by, by end users. Right, right. She also should not consider human intelligence less than artificial intelligence. Suppose, just see, if artificial intelligence created by human intelligence can be so intelligent, just think about human intelligence 
won't they understand if a CEO is telling tr truth or a lie? They can see through it. They have a better vision without any uh, artificial intelligence vision creation. Obviously, it will take time, but people see through it. And companies who will be much more transparent will certainly gain that trust. That's what I understand from my point of view. Yes. Yeah. Right. So now let's move on to the adoption part. How do you want to you actually uh, put it out in the market? Is it that people have to pay for it? If not, where are you actually launching it all across the world? Is it a, it's an app so anybody can start using it? How does it work for you? At the end, you, uh, you, you have people working for, for you. People will be working behind it, you know, and you they need to make it profitable. So how does it work? How is the adoption going to happen? Which are the markets you are looking at? And specifically anything about the Indian market. I understand you have a, some certain tires here in India. Please, again, uh, answer them at your leisure. Those are great. Lo love those questions. Yes. So this uh, we've been absolutely privileged to be in the market already. We are integrated. So this AI technology that we developed, it's available inside of some of the most exciting apps uh, on the App Store today, including MyFitnessPal is, is a quintessential example. It's a large fitness app, over 200 million downloads. Uh, uh, they pioneered the space of nutrition tracking. We are launching new applications regularly right now with different partners. Uh, uh, we've got, for example, our technology embedded into Sydney Health, which is um, uh, Anthem's application. We've got our technology embedded into ShareCare and Vivante Health and quite a few others. We've got a, a, a virtual AI uh, construction advisor or home remodeling advisor where uh, the, our technology, what it enables you to do, it enables you to point your phone into your room. It recognizes your room and it allows you to recolor, repaint your walls and also understand different uh, conditions of your room. Let's say there is a crack in the wall. So computer vision will tell you this, there is a crack and uh this application is used to help people select paints and select home remodel products and uh, in this application we, we is we are live on the app store with jazeera paints it's uh, uh one of the pioneers in the home remodeling and painting space in the saudi arabia and it's been they've been a phenomenal partner for us we, we're really enjoying working together with their team so we are uh, available today and we are on phones of millions of people uh, with applications like MyFitnessPal, Simple Life and quite a few others. Uh, so the monetization and the, the adoption of those technologies is very, very important. We, we're, it's no longer theoretical. We've been privileged to power some of the world's largest applications and, and this is only growing. We are in discussions with one of the large insurance companies in India to bring this into the Indian market. And I've uh, no announcements yet, but uh, we're very actively in discussions and I cannot wait to get us into the hands of users in India. But for me, the second part of your question was, uh, what's our relationship? But, uh, but I will interrupt you here because that's important. When When is this thing happening? When will you be actually in a position to announce that deal with the Indian insurance companies. 
hopefully in, uh, within a month. But this is will be up to them. This will be up to them. <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, we are. Uh, we 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 established very good relationship, and I I really hope that it goes forward and we bring this to millions of people in India. I think it will be game changing, and uh, obviously our. Uh, okay, tell me, own... tell me, tell me, Dimitri, is it a private? It's a government insurance company or it's a private in the private sector? It's uh, it's in the private sector. It's in the private sector, uh, and uh, and uh, probably until until the ink is dry on the contract, we probably should not be talking too much more about this. But right, yes, right. one I of the large that. insurers right. in in India, and and we're very excited about this because primarily because uh, we as the company, so Pasio, we have an absolutely amazing partnership with. Um, a company called Mind Inventory, and right. uh, and they've been a part of our full time team for uh, over a year and a half now. So we established this partnership where we've got uh, over fifteen people working with us as a part of our team full time uh, in India and building our software together with our uh, with our team. And uh, this partnership has been just absolutely remarkable for us. Uh, uh, the team is incredibly hardworking, incredibly sharp. Uh, the quality of the engineers that we are uh, working with is off the charts high. And uh, the just, just the overall approach to business uh, from uh, our partners at uh, Mind Inventory I cannot like I was beyond surprised initially. Now we kind of got to expect this. So, but the bar was set extremely high, and uh, it, this partnership kind of completely changed my. I've never worked with uh, Indian partners, uh, the partners in India before. My first couple of efforts were in hardware space, where that partnership would not be possible. But right now, uh, as Pasio, we're building software. We were able to bring this amazing team on board and um, the engineers we work with, they support us from uh, iOS, uh, Android, React Native. So the entirety of the mobile stack, we've got uh, engineers supporting us in the backend and frontend development and also design work and uh, uh, every aspect of software development, basically, that Pasio does. And we do a lot of projects, as you can see. We've got an AI platform. We've got uh, uh, mobile AI products in uh, remodel space, in nutrition space. In every aspect of that uh, work, uh, our engineers in India are working hand-in-hand -hand as the part of the Pasio team. And so for me taking some of our technologies and bringing them into India is also a big part of what I would love to see happening sooner than later, because this partnership is so important and has been so instrumental to our success. So I want to share it back and bring this to, to the team, uh, to the people uh, in India as well. Right. So that will mean a lot of downloads for you immediately as soon as that adoption is complete. That partnership that, is uh, is inked. Yes, that would be that would be that would be pretty wonderful. Yes. Okay, okay. And is it that the 
deal will only be with the b2b businesses or is it that you people are directly dealing uh, on the retail level people individual people can also directly get into that system how does it work uh, yes so pasia we are an enterprise company our mobile our platform uh, which enables creation of AI, you as an individual can go and start using it. There's no, uh, you can build your own AIs. On the, when we build applications uh, of our uh, AI, we primarily partner with companies. So there will be no, uh, we do not en envision, for example, a nutrition app called Pasio. We okay. envision apps like my fitness pal we've got uh, partnerships with other applications so we've got uh, a, an upcoming launch with the brand naya uh, where we build uh, guide, guides for new uh, health and nutrition we basically power third parties uh we go uh, uh, our technology touches consumers so pasio for example works extremely closely uh, uh with end users but we, uh, our core uh, technology, core platform of Pasio is to power other brands, other applications. Some of them developed by Pasio, so we can develop an app and give it to consumers, but it will, it, it is always uh, branded under uh, our partner brands. Right. But uh, if you want to create your own AIs using our technology, then yes, you basically go at pasio.ai um, uh, and uh, connect with us and we can set you up and you can start building your own mobile AI applications using this technology today. We, we started the launch of our platform uh, this month and we've got several teams already, including teams in need, two teams in India, uh, building apps using our AI platform. Right, right, Dimitri. So you have very well talked about your current work. What is the vision that you, you're obviously not going to stop here. You are young and you have got so many things in your mind. You are creating, uh, you are into that whole business of creating something for humanity, for a better quality of living. So how, what is your vision regarding this whole industry, where do you want to reach with all the knowledge of Caltech and, you know, so much of your entrepreneurship and our understanding of AI, the software. And that is the trend that is uh, that is going to drive humans towards the future. So what's your vision? Wonderful. This is a wonderful, wonderful question. I believe that uh, in a few years, technologies that Pasio is creating will lead to a situation where through your smart glasses or through your phone on your phone or in your smart glasses, there will be uh, AI virtual AI assistance uh, coupled with human assistance and human professionals like doctors that will be able to tell you uh, and me what is your optimal diet? What is the most sustainable sets of products to buy? Uh, how should you, what products should you buy to optimize your sleep? All of the questions that we are facing today as humans on the individual optimization level, uh, all of the pains that we are experiencing. So for example, I don't know what should I eat for dinner? Is it healthy for me? All of those things, they will be augmented by virtual assistants that will be personalized to you that will be optimized for sustainability 
optimize for privacy and optimize to really help you address any aspect in any area of your life that you would like to improve. And I would like Pasio to be the leading company in the world building those personalized AIs and helping companies to embed those AIs into their services so that if you are interacting with your health insurer, for example, there is an AI module, an AI doctor or an AI nutritionist sitting inside of your health insurance application that understands you and helps you uh, your insurance costs to be lower and helps you to eat healthier uh, and fully, fully understand you. Our modules that we are creating are enabling this. So we want to enable countless companies on the planet to build AI, custom AI, uh, and provide them to their, to hopefully many billions of people. I believe that Pasio will be embedded in uh, at least half a dozen, if not hundreds of applications on every phone uh, of every human in the world um, moving uh, in the coming years. And um, uh, in this world of the future, when AIs are able to help us and understand us, I think humans will be happier and healthier, more productive, more secure. And this is the world we're excited to build. Right, right, Dimitri. So do you think that artificial intelligence will be able to help in this big debate that's happening about climate change? I don't want to Most say definitely. whether well, I hold, a lot of people are saying it's all far. Some people are saying so that's a debate. No. Uh, I would not it, like to get into whether it's happening or not happening. But whatever we are seeing in front of us, in front of us, can it help uh, bring about a change in the way our planet is being treated? By I think it, it, uh, I think it's not just the answer is yes, it can. But the answer is also yes, it must. I think that the AIs that we are developing must be solving for sustainability. This is the biggest risk or one of the big risks. Now, unfortunately, we've got other risks uh, that are different in nature, but uh, climate change is the existential risk for humanity. And this is everybody's responsibility to be solving this. And I believe that AI has an absolute incredible power to do this. And there are multiple ways where it plays out. When we build our uh, product recommendation system, so for example, you track your nutrition for breakfast and lunch, and then AI gives you a recommendation for dinner. Okay. Our responsibility as the company is Pasio to make sure that this recommendation is optimized, not just for uh, cost or for your for, uh, for your nutrition, but it's also optimized to be uh, sourced in the most sustainable way. Why don't we recommend an organic farm that's local to you so that we cut on the cost of food delivery? Or, or, no, not the cost of food delivery, but the environmental footprint, basically, of food delivery. So all of those recommendations, AI can start guiding us towards more sustainable purchases. So for example, when you are remodeling your home, you're holding our virtual new, uh, remodel assistant, we want to recommend the most sustainable paints. If you are trying to live more sustainably in your house, you point your phone uh, or you look through your smart glasses and it tells you, okay, this set of products 
this set of detergents that you are using, it is right now sitting inside of a giant jar. How about instead of using this giant plastic jar, you just buy, uh, there are solutions for detergents right now that I'm using. They are shipped inside of pockets like this. It's a flat pocket and you just tear it out. And the amount of savings that you get from shipping, just the shipping cost, uh, it, it's it's a concentrated detergent. And, and this is because I learned about this, but what we are building uh, as AI recommender systems, it's our responsibility to build those recommender systems in such a way that they guide us towards more sustainable solutions. And I think whenever we've, each of us have an AI advisor, it's our, it's the responsibility of companies like Pasio to make sure that those AI advisors are uh, forced to advise us in the, uh, towards more sustainable solutions. So when I, I think Amazon is not doing this right now, they are optimizing for cost. I think they should be optimizing for sustainability when Alexa is making a recommendation, product recommendation. Uh, Amazon is obviously starting to go in this direction because they realize that we all share the planet. And I think this is, this is, uh, this is one of the things that I'm very passionate about. I think we are as, creators as technologists have to be developing AIs that move us towards a more sustainable, more uh, uh, green and uh, prosperous world at the same time. Right, right. And so how do companies, people, how do they connect with uh, with your company? Who is the right person to connect? Is yes. it you? Um, is it anybody else? Uh, how, how, does it, uh, how does a common man or a common okay. company connect with you? Uh, are you able to kind of show my screen right now? Yes, I can. So please, please, please connect with us. If you uh, use this QR code, it will immediately take you to the scheduling page. Uh, you can also sign up uh, at pasio.ai for our updates. Um, so if you go to pasio.ai, you can sign up for our updates. You can follow us on LinkedIn. I am very active on LinkedIn and on Twitter, sharing information about Pasio every single day. For example, yesterday we posted a post about how you can use generative AI to generate images of foods. What you are seeing yeah, on your yeah, screen. I saw, I saw this. I was like trying to understand, is it that some other AI has done some work Exactly. And, then, and advanced AI is refining that word. Does it mean that? Is it, isn't it crazy? So what you can see here, these on the, on the left side of your screen, these are pictures taken by a human of the real food. Okay. okay. And okay. these are the pictures that Dali, the AI generated uh, completely. So these are not real pictures. These are pictures generated by the artificial neural network. And you cannot distinguish which one is real, which one is not anymore. And uh, so here is another example. These are the pictures of uh, brownies that are generated by humans. It's basically the real world data. And these are the pictures of brownies generated by AI. It's completely, completely remarkable what AI is able to do today. 
But uh, yes, I'm very much encouraging everybody to visit us at um, Pasio.ai. And if you want to integrate our technology, please connect with our team. Uh, if you click here, it will take you uh, to scheduling a demo page and uh, you just fill in your information and it will schedule a meeting with our team, with somebody on our team. Right, right. So, uh, great. So people now know how they can connect with you. So my last question to you, Dimitri, is looking at the future. Now, everybody wants to work. They are always looking at the right places to invest right places to work and right places to live and that's how they plan things but then every plan does not come out the way it they, they are envisioned you have to be you that capability yes. to see the future a lot of people want to do that but then only some people can see the future what according to you will be the 10 most or whatever comes to your mind, five, seven, one, two valuable companies, say around 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 10 years from now, so that people can start, uh, they may not exist now, but 10 years later, they would be the ones for people, you know, that those will be the bigger, bigger ones. So how do you see this whole space panning out, which will impact people's lives, livelihood, and the place they would want to stay. So a company may come up, say, suppose you are investing somewhere in a small place in India, and I know five years down the line, it is going to be a big center. I can plan things there. So how do you look at this particular thing? This is my last question. We That's have a, this is the wonderful question, uh, uh, especially, especially in the light of everything that we discussed, uh, uh, you know, I believe that there is multiple forces right now that are uh, transforming society in multiple ways. And when I think about investments in general, I think about aligning my investment portfolio with those big trends that I believe are um, societal uh, trends in nature and will transform the fabric of society, which basically means that whoever is leading those spaces will dominate the future and is responsible for actually making sure that this future is good. But uh, the broad uh, the broad societal trends that I am observing and uh, that I believe will play a massive transformational impact. There are quite a few of them it will, um, uh, and I probably will miss some of them, but uh, uh, I can enumerate things in companies that I am excited about and that I am following. So first and foremost, in the AI space, uh, obviously, I'm extremely passionate about what we are doing. And I believe that like today, for example, when you want to buy something, you go to Amazon or you go to Shopify or one of the stores powered by Shopify. We are creating a future where there will be a personalized AI that helps you buy and select products and live healthier. And uh, it will be as important for everybody as uh, Shopify, for example, today for small businesses. So instead of being just a, a vanilla web page, there will be countless AI assistance specific to each business. And um, 
Uh, I, I believe that those domain-specific personalized AI experts that every business can use will become a commodity that, or not a a service basically that Plasio creates and brings into the world. So personalized AIs and augmented reality modes of interaction with those AIs is a massive way. Uh, the separate, two separate uh, uh, directions that are uh, interfacing with this are AI in general and companies that are creating AI and are enabling AI. So Google, I believe that that company will continue to dominate the world's, uh, the world's zeitgeist for years to come because they've got massively powerful AI. Uh, open AI uh, will become and continue to be a massive player. And, and existing incumbents like Microsoft were just basically will have to buy their way and, and leverage their amazing engineers to build the, uh, they will not let it go. So basically all of the digital pioneers, Apple, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, um, Google, they will continue to lead and dominate the space. I think they will only become more powerful, massively more powerful than they are today. And I think from the investment standpoint, it's a no brainer. I think it, they, there is nothing. Uh, on the horizon that I can see that would um, uh, change this. Then there comes a different dimension. And this is a massive societal transformation, which is not happening as fast as I thought. But I, I, I have personally complete confidence and I'm personally investing my, my part, a big part of my portfolio into this is augmented reality. And uh, I think eventually the glasses that you're wearing on your face will substitute or uh, replace the phones. I think it will happen this decade. I've been wrong on this on the timeline of this before, but the reason I, I truly believe in augmented reality and I believe Apple as the pioneer will lead the space, but I also think that there will be a massive new player in the space, I think Meta, which used to be Facebook, they are, they will become a hardware leader in the same way as Apple is today. This is, I may be wrong on this prediction, but if I were to make a weird, uh, like uh, uh, a, a prediction that's not necessarily mainstream right now, I do believe that Apple, uh, that Meta has a shot at becoming a, plat a hardware platform uh that will rival apple in many in many ways with what they're doing in augmented reality i think everybody will be wearing glasses that will replace phones or massively disrupt the right. i saw i saw your tweet on that yeah uh this is my belief uh i'm obviously looking at this a little bit in from a very skewed lens because we are building software for this space so yes i'm it's a little bit uh, talking my own book here. Then, so those are, and uh, the third, the third component, the third leg of the stool, basically AI, AR is I, I'm, I'm absurdly bullish on companies that enabled hardware in this space. So for example, I think Nvidia and AMD, they will continue to go up and up and up because they are building the, they're, they, they are creating the foundations. We, we as humans will consume data and consume information, consume compute. Every ounce of compute, there is um, 
no limits of what we can do in computational space. And every ounce of compute that NVIDIA can print will be consumed. So I think it's kind of an infinitely large market. There is no limit on of their market opportunity. And so I'm very bullish on companies like NVIDIA, um, uh, Taiwan Semis, and everybody who is building the hardware uh, substrate for this future, I think they have phenomenal opportunity. So next would be sustainability and companies that enable sustainable transport like Tesla. Uh, and uh, there will be newcomers um, that enable sustainable flight, for example, like Joby Aviation and others. Uh, I believe that electrification uh, of the entire transportation and energy generation industry is a humongous, humongous trend, humongous opportunity of, it, of this decade. And companies that embrace it and leverage this will, uh, will, will, will both thrive and benefit the world in a, in a remarkable way. So uh, those are the industries that I understand extremely well. Uh, obviously, another dimension uh, of companies, we are finally opening the space frontier. Uh, my first company, we were a hardware airspace company, and I hopefully will continue my work in that space uh, in the years to come. But right now, obviously, there is an absolute amazing shining star in the world that gives everybody hope in what Elon Musk is doing with SpaceX. Uh, we will be able in this decade and, and the following decade to start colonizing Mars. We will be able to build global internet constellations that will make internet completely abundant across the planet. It all is possible with the uh, Starship and uh, work that SpaceX is doing. I think it will be a remarkable opportunity for us as a species to expand into the universe. And uh, that's a, another trend where uh, I think investments, uh, when when SpaceX goes public, if they ever do, that would be an absurd opportunity, like century-wide opportunity for investment. Right, right. And where do you see humans in the center of all these developments in technology, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, then you've got AR, VR, and hundreds of other things. Will the human be the center of all attention as a, as a almost like a guinea pig for technology to experiment on it? Or will it be that the humans will be the center for all technologies to make their lives better, whether on Earth or on Mars? Uh, you know, uh... In all honesty, I don't think that things will change too much from where they are today. We we, we are evolving and our lifespans will increase uh, through synthetic biology, through human augmentation, through using AI. But I, I, I think uh, at least for the foreseeable future, humans will remain humans. We will still do our human things. And... Uh, they're beautiful things, you know. I don't think that, like, uh, there is a lot of talk of AI replacing jobs or AI replacing humans. And I think that I'm like, if, if anything, my life taught me this is not happening. This is just overblown. I think we will remain humans, and we will lever. AI is a technology for us, and it it will become eventually a partner 
there will be opportunities for us to interact with AIs that are becoming more and more conscious, that are becoming more and more um, interactive and uh, useful to us. But uh, I believe that humans for the foreseeable future, for at least this decade and up, uh, will continue. The situation will not change for us fundamentally in terms of human experiences, human emotions, and uh, the way we perceive the transition to us becoming kind of a new species um, where we, for example, embed ourselves. Like if you if you go into concepts like singularity, for example, where we are merging with machines, saying this is a, a little bit further, I'm not focused on that uh, time horizon as much. I am more focused on what AI can do and AI will be a partner for us in the next decade. Uh, we will be able to interact, leverage, learn, from AI, but it will not fundamentally change us as a species. The same with medical applications. We will be able to replace our aching parts of our bodies so that we are able to live much longer, but we will not suddenly upload ourselves into computers and become a different entities. That That is a little bit it may happen eventually how it will happen it's i think it's anybody's guess right now i think but for the next several decades uh, for the next decade at least and probably a couple of decades things will continue uh, in a, in a pr fairly predictable way biological humans will take a, a long time to replace with non-biological entities I'm not, uh, so I'm not, I think, I think uh, the direction of this question, it will take a while. I would be focused on what we as humans can experience and build and how we can improve our lives as humans instead of us thinking ourselves as guinea pigs for technology. No, I think it's the other way around. We're building technology to in, in, increase human experience on the planet to make our planet better, to uh, expand into the universe. And, and then at some point, there will be those transitions to uh, uh, us being more digitally embedded, but that's this is further. I don't. I, I think it's not. It's not a near term. Uh, it's not as near term as um, is pertinent for us to to be conceiving today. Right. Right. Humans will remain humans. Even though for a while, I think I, I, this, is, this is my focus. I believe that AI today needs to elevate humanity. And that's the mission of Fasio. So this is kind of a good place for us to wrap this up. I believe that AI and technology should elevate us as humanity, not replace us as humanity. Right. When Dimitri says it, it's quite an intro, uh, assurance. So with this intro, assurance, that humans will remain humans at least for a while. It's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Awesome. Ajay, thank you so much. And thanks everybody for listening in.